push record. I bring up the music and we start the show. Welcome to the Hey Timu podcast. Thank you very much to our patrons for your uh, monthly support, for bringing us here. Hey, yeah, I know. Look at that. I've just got one. I got a sneaky eyebrow on there for our audio listeners. This is the part of the show where I bring our banner up and it's like, <laughs> hey, do me podcast. Oh, it's trippy. It's so trippy. Yes. Anyway, I be at Projected Twin. She be at Antonica.muscaria. Mm-hmm. Muscaria. Nice. Okay, maybe I am. Yeah, you're getting into it now. You're like, all right, now I forgot I'm a performer. Oh, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, you forgot, didn't you? Yeah, I'm getting into it. How are you going? Going good. Going quiet. You are quiet Mm. today. Mm -hmm. What's about? Neutral. How do you feel? I feel unintoxicated by positive or negative emotions. I think that's I'm just having none of them, but I don't feel numb. I'm just not a swinging pendulum today. I'm still... Stability. Got to go at the back and wind to the clock. Wind him up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. How right. are you? I have an undercurrent of anxiety hmm. that's related to my cycle. Ah. Uh, and so that's actually nothing. Yeah. It's actually just my hormones wreaking havoc in my body and trying to make me sad. Yeah. But I will not give in. Nah. I'm not going to. What, what is that? What, how do you not give in? Well, I'm, I think part of being a woman is and I think something that a lot of women don't do is get to know their bodies Mm. get to know how their mind and bodies work together get to know the things that they put in their bodies and how they affect them or even just understanding how their hormones will affect them I suspect that a lot of women go through perimenopause just like me at an early age but don't know and just think that they're crazy bitches Mm. and therefore they punish themselves why am I like this I'm like this because I'm a horrible person I'm like this because my life doesn't work I'm like this because my husband's shit I'm like this because I can't hold it together I think it's you're like this because your hormones fluctuate throughout your life Mm -hmm. And perimenopause isn't spoken about for women who are in their 30s. It's all happening out there. Yeah. Not in here. Yeah. And so we we look to external factors to blame ourselves for things that we feel or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I've come to this point now where I feel as though maybe I can't punish myself for the things that my body is doing without my consent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And so I know I've been tracking my cycle for six years and I know very well that after ovulation, as everyone else here knows, Neeks gets a little intense and a little crazy sometimes and doesn't feel very good and can cry a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it affects my sleep. It affects literally every area of my functioning life. It's like I have a hangover 24-7. That's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. I'm foggy. My brain's not working. I feel unconfident, um, all that sort of stuff. Um, But I'm trying to be like my body is having responses that I cannot control and I am aware of those happening. Mm. therefore I don't punish myself and wish them away Mm -hmm. because I know that sometimes you just got to sit in it. Mm. One of the best things that Craig taught me when I used to go see him, this was like my counsellor, I saw him weekly for two years, a year or something like that. I'm not sure, I can't remember, it was a long time ago. He was like, why are you always trying to run away from how you feel? Mm. And he's not only talking about the shitty ways that you feel, but also the good ways that you feel and the things that you want to do that light you up that you deny yourself. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, if the shitty feelings come up, 
don't run away from them. Mm. You sit in them. And I remember coming home to you that day at our old house in the driveway and being like, I'm just going to sit in this. Mm-hmm. I have to sit in it. I can't fight the PTSD that I have. I can't argue against it anymore. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you accept that about yourself, it's a lot easier to process and work through because you're like, okay, I'm aware of this now, which means I can do something about it. Yeah. In my case, it's also not doing something about it. Yeah. Path of least resistance, yo. Go toward. I had a friend recently who ha- who just woke up one day randomly. He's a musician friend uh, and he's got about 10 years on me. Uh, and he woke up randomly with like mind splitting, sanity destroying tinnitus. Mm. He just woke up and it just sounded like a rocket was taking off next to his head and he just couldn't get away from the noise and because he's he's um he spends a lot of time near like power tools and loud Mm -hmm. machinery and he's also like a guitarist so he's had like music just blaring at Mm -hmm. him for a really long time um and uh he was just like losing his mind Mm. and he was like just trying to find some way to calm it down and he was putting on these meditations and he's desperately like looking it up and then you know reading things like um uh reading testimonials from other people saying that like they woke up with the same thing and Mm -hmm. it's just never gone away and he's like oh my god is this the rest of my life yeah so then he's like putting on these meditations these guided meditations and at first he puts on a handful of meditations that are like kind of trying to take him away from the situation like trying to let him like float away from it float away from Avoid it float it. away from it get away from it move away from it um yeah you I'm know so that annoys sorry. me just don't do that shit um <laughs> get away from it get away from it get away from it and it just wasn't working and he then stumbled upon one meditation that was not trying to get him to ignore the noise or like whatever it was just getting him to it was just basically telling him to, like, get used to it. Mm. It was encouraging him to, like, stop trying to get rid of it, accept it. And then when he did that, it started getting quieter. When he started and when he Paying stopped attention. trying to, like, because he's just like, I just want it to stop. I just want it to stop. I just want it to stop. Yeah. And he's, like, begging with it and pleading with it. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just go away. Just go away. Just go away. And it wouldn't work. And then as soon as this meditation was trying to tell him to not try and do that, to just listen to it, Mm. go closer to it, imagine where it is, go toward it sort of thing, then it started calming down. Because his his mind and his body wanted him to listen to him for a change. Yeah, and so what he's noticed now is so he's pretty much got it to a point, it took maybe a week or two for it to slowly dissipate and he just kept doing this meditation. The same one? And this mindset. I don't know if it was the same one, but just kept staying with the same idea that like I'm not going to try and stop it, I'm just going to try and take care of it sort of thing. And then it automatically had him realizing that if he starts getting stressed, it starts coming back. It starts coming back. It starts coming back. And so it was just he it's put him in this position where he has no choice because he's so scared of this sound coming back that he's just got no choice now but to just embrace it get good sleep eat well take a break don't work like morning to night you know because he's he's his own man he makes his own hours and all that sort of stuff and so 
and he uh, he only pursues things that he's like really passionate in which um makes like when you're when you start doing something for a living that is something that you really care about you accidentally overdo it yep you accidentally overwork oh yeah because you love it yeah you love it mm. that's why i do so much for the aps mm-hmm. love that shit mm-hmm. stupid eeks yeah so he's even had to like just like just change his mind about like i'm trying to because he's got a business and stuff and he's changed his his um i guess this idea of like man i've just got i've got so much to catch up on i've got so much to do i've got to get this business here i've got this goal i've got that goal and whatever and you know this idea that like i need my business to be at this point 10 days ago yeah you know rather than looking forward yeah being like all right how we get this here yeah so it's just made him chill the fuck out and he really has that's so good. Yeah. So, moral of the story, stop running away from your feelings. Yeah. And even the physically loud ones. Mm-hmm. Nothing good comes from avoidance. Mm. Like, I get, like, sometimes avoidance is important. So, for people who have PTSD, there's a perp- there's a reason we lock that shit away and we don't revisit it. Because we're not ready. Our, our psyches aren't ready to reveal some of the horrible things that happened to us. It was done for you. Yeah, that's right. It was done for, yeah, it was done for you by you by to you. protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a really great mechanism to keep you alive and surviving and safe in the situation that you're in. Mm. But then once everything calms down... And you're able to look inwards. That's when it starts coming up. And once you're feeling comfortable in your environment, all these things pop up, and you're like, "Why am I suffering from this 20 years later, or however many?" Mm-hmm. You know. And then you think that you're supposed to keep running from it because you've been doing that the whole time, and it was working. Mm-hmm. And then so suddenly you get to this point where you're like, "Oh no." Well, that's like horror movies, right? Yeah. Yes. So in horror movies. If you run, you die. You always die. The main protagonist, who, different different trope, tends to be a virgin. The main protagonist, then, when the main protagonist goes, nah, fuck this, mm. and then turns around and faces the, yeah. the chop off their head. assailant, then usually they resolve. Yeah. I've always figured that if I was ever in that situation in like a horror film, I'd just lay down. Yeah. Don't run down. up the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. If That's, it, I'm it, not, never up the stairs. The things what? downstairs. Why are they running upstairs? Like in Scream and they run upstairs and you're like. Yeah. But they did that. Scream, Scream was my all time favorite Sorry. movie for a long while. Me and my mate Ryan Gretsch, we would watch Scream. It was like a good movie. Every weekend. We Does would it still sit stand there. Up? It's still good. The first one. The first one, the but that's how horror movies work. Yeah, 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 the yeah. first, the first one, apart from Friday the Thirteenth, the first Friday <sighs> the Thirteenth movies. Oh, I love they're them. They're shit. But they're, but that's, but they're meant to be. They're ridiculous. Oh, I don't get it. You know, like Friday the Thirteenth is like the Marvel movies of horror. Maybe in your opinion. Nah. G'day, everyone. Everyone's saying hello. Hi, Adam. Hi, Noel. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Nanny. Hi. I can't read anyone else's Narelle notes. says, this is what I'm learning to do, uh, to sit with the uncomfortable emotions that come up. It is hard, but so worth it. So much crying happens. Well, it also just happens to be, because life is full of many games, and if you play the game, you win the game. Mm. And one of the games is, is um, whatever is worse for you is probably easier to do. It's probably easier yeah, to do something that's worse for you. 
Yeah. What have you done recently that's uncomfortable? What ha- like what's, what's your uncomfortable moment? My uncomfortable moment? Yeah. Have you had any uncomfortable moments this week where you're like, actually, this is a thing about me I need to face? Uh, mm, I guess the uncomfortable moment for me is that um, setting setting boundaries for myself between me and other people because people people don't seek you out to take advantage of you they just do it a couple of times because again if it's if it's if the, if it's this way for me it's this way for everybody else so doing doing the less honorable thing is easier to do and it usually feels good mm. so people you're not put yourself out yeah that doesn't mean that there aren't like sharks out there that mm-hmm. there aren't con artists and whatever but like they're the few amongst the many right mm-hmm. people get used to taking advantage of you because you accidentally let them do it a few times and then you, they just get used to it yeah. right and so i struggle to um back myself when i'm like nah nah this is this is my boundary and i'm not doing this thing you know, or like, uh, or the next time this person comes and asks me for this, I'm going to remember how I really don't feel like the type of, uh, favor, or I guess the type, like just the time, just the time you're trying to get from me, you would not give me in return Yeah, and everything doesn't have to be equal, but after a while, these things build up and you're like, actually it's pretty unbalanced. Yeah. And uh, I think I think I'm going to have to just say no. But it would be easier to just go, okay, I'll do that thing yeah. for you, you know, um, because then I wouldn't have to sit in that moment of like, no, nah, I'm not, knowing that when I say no, you're going to be annoyed by that because you thought I was going to say yes. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of the times I just do because it's easier just to say yes. It but is. I'm not going to this time. And so then I am uncomfortable with that because I then start doubting whether that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Which makes you doubt yourself. Which makes me doubt myself, which also makes you even more annoyed at that person. Resentment. Because you're like, because you're like, you're talking me into it in my head. And you haven't even asked me yet. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm taking advantage of myself through you in my mind. Yeah, it's weird. Before it's even happened. Mm-hmm. And so then when that person comes and asks me for something, um, I got to be careful because they're going to be surprised at how much I want, how much of a no it was because there's <laughs> more weight behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so like I. Uh, my, my difficult thing is I'm constantly second guessing whether, um, whether, I guess I'm just second guessing whether I'm doing the right thing by people all the time. Is that a good thing? Um, it is and it isn't because I forget to include myself as one of those people. That is a common thing. I'm in a relationship with myself. So, um, like we've been, so, so many generations have been brought up to not consider themselves and that 
it's, it's like selfish thinking to do about so. yourself at all. Someone told you you were selfish yesterday. For that yeah, very thing. My, the, yeah they, they ended up backtracking and being like, oh, I understand what you mean now because someone else explained what I actually think Antonika means. After is. they wrote you eight paragraphs <laughs> down the wrong path, it's like... Well, now we know. Well, now we Let, know. Let's clarify I'm before <laughs> before we lecture. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. I um, had some realizations yesterday about the things that I do not allow myself to do because I feel like this is very broad, but our society says don't a lot. Don't do that. Don't do this. Mm. Don't do that. Not like do this. Do this. Do this. Don't do that. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not going to drink and drive, obviously. Don't murder. Yeah, and so I went out for a bit of a stroll yesterday and spent some time on my own, and I realised the thing that made me the most uncomfortable was that I was not paying enough attention to myself and my relationship with myself, just like you were saying, but allowing everyone else to have that part of myself that I should have kept as my little secret. Which isn't their fault. No. That's my boundary mm. that I allowed people to push. And I, like, it's no one's fault. It's nature to, to, to take things and do things and say things and whatever. But I had these little moments of realisation of, like, I was walking down this hill yesterday and this little voice inside my head was like, kill that dog it was barking the whole time (laughs) it was so cute um it was like run down the hill Mm -hmm. because the natural momentum of walking down a hill is uncomfortable of course you want to run down the hill Mm -hmm. because it's easier to run down than it is to walk down because you have to resist it and so i i was like had this thought but my mum says don't run down hills Mm. do you know what i did i ran down that fucking hill whoa yeah man then I ran and skipped along the edge and people could see me mm-hmm. and I didn't even care. But I realized the thing that stops me from running as a kid was watching other people mock other people for the way that they run. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. I laughed at the way people run all the time. One of them is my own kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, and, and you don't realize how small these little things impact you. And so I, as a kid, was an incredibly aware and self, um, self-aware kid who was very observant. And I would just, yeah, your lights are too high up. Um, I was too observant. I'm talking to you. ADD, sorry. I was listening still. All right, Leto. <laughs> um, can't remember what I was saying. These things that people tell you not to do and you were listening to them and you didn't yeah. realise. Well, not even things that I... you don't See, I was paying attention. Yeah, you were. It's not even things that people don't tell you to do, right? So if you're a kid who's not wrapped up in your own little world like I was and I was watching and predicting everyone's behaviours because I was a hypervigilant child through trauma, so I was watching all the behaviour unfold before I could assess what to do about the behaviours and try to control the situation. And I would see other kids do things including my brother, that the adults or other kids wouldn't like. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I took those as cues to not do them. Mm-hmm. One of them wasn't was, I always go back to, which I now laugh at because it's quite funny, is like I used to go to school with Velcro shoes. And if one of those Velcros was too tight or too loose, it would bother me for the whole day and I could never get them the exact same. 
and it would bother me throughout mm. the whole day and I'd be like, why isn't anyone else complaining about their shoes? Mm. So I wouldn't complain about how I felt about my shoes. And then so I just never complained about my shoes. I just got used to it, mm-hmm. you know, you just get used to that stuff. But that's like one of these little things is like, why, aren't we, can't, why can't I talk to anyone about how this bothers me and why this bothers me and how I can fix this? Mm-hmm. And so there's like little things around you that you see, like I see that girl get picked on because she's got BO. I best make sure that I don't have BO. So some of these things are good social cues as well and it teaches you how to human. But when you're in a school environment and you're watching kids around you get bullied all the time and you're one of them, you will change who you are and your behaviours and the things that you do to fit in with them. Mm-hmm. And we do that all the way up through into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so I was realising as I'm on this walk, all of these things like I walked down our street and saw a sprinkler. Mm-hmm. And in my head, my little inner voice being, who I call in-ear neeks now, I've got in-ear neeks and outer world neeks. Physical neeks is outer world, in-ear, which is also inner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, world play. Um, she was like, sprinkler, isn't it a beautiful afternoon? Touch the sprinkler, run into the sprinkler. And I was like, no, because I'll get wet. And they were like, uh, so? Mm-hmm. We like baths and showers. Why wouldn't we want to get wet? Because when you're a kid, your mom's like, don't get wet. And so you just carry that. And you, you, that's your narrative. Mm. Don't do that. Yeah. It's annoying me. Go do that somewhere else. That's annoying me. Don't make that sound. Don't sing. Don't tap. Don't fidget. Don't do this. Don't make that sound here. Go to your room and play or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's all these things that we're told not to do that shuts down our inner being who wants to do so many things that make it feel lit up. And that's what I've realized. Mm-hmm. Don't. 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 What's the don't for? Where's the don't come from? Is it like don't get wet because you'll make the car wet on the way home or? Well, because appearance, appearances back in the day were everything. Don't get dirty. Don't get your hands dirty. Don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't touch that because it's hot. I'll figure it out if I touch it and it's hot. Yeah. Hmm. But what about that is agitating to a parent? Because the thing about being a parent, one of the biggest struggles we have is that we can't control who they are and the mm-hmm. things that they do. Mm-hmm. And therefore we want to keep ourselves comfortable and so if our kids running down a hill and the reason we tell them not to is because they'll fall and cry and maybe hurt themselves they're not going to die mm-hmm. it's very unlikely they'll die but they might hurt themselves but do you know what they'll do after they hurt themselves mm. cry and do you know what crying does it alerts humans into being like Ugh! something's wrong i need to fix this it could be my fault And so the parent protects themselves in that way by like, I don't know how to fix my kids crying most of the time. And so I panic. So I need them not to do that. So I don't feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Is it because they're not allowed to cry? Yes. Because all the generations before us had this, like, let's sweep it under the rug. You got raped under the rug. Mm -hmm. You don't like that? Oh, under the rug. Mm -hmm. Don't whinge. Don't Mm -hmm. bitch. Don't big note yourself. Don't yeah. do this. Yeah. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this don'ting. But the the then you can't stand on the rug because it's it's not it's flat so, anymore. It's There's so things under there. There's heaps of things under there, and then you fall over and you snap your ankle or something. <sighs> and that really hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So putting things under the rug is, m- is more dangerous than the than the the minor crisis being averted at the time. Yeah. 
Mm. Let your kids run down hills if they want to run down hills. Mm -hmm. So today the kids and I are going to go climb a tree. How, so parents, when they're, it's probably worse when they're out in public? Absolutely. Yeah. Because the because we are an extension, that our children are an extension of ourselves, and we believe that our behaviour is reflected by them, which is true. Mm-hmm. If your kid's being a jerk at the shops because they wanted such and such, and you said no, but that's because you've given it to them every forty times you've been, that's your fault. That's not the kid's fault. Mm-hmm. That's your fault. Mm-hmm. So their behaviour is a direct reflection of your behavior because they're not breaking the rule you are mm. you break. but they don't see it that way a lot of parents don't see it as them breaking the rule they see their kid as having poor behavior but mm. you set that up mm. mm-hmm. yeah but see then but then you go straight down the path of then what your kids do is a representation of you yeah it is that's what i'm saying but then we're also saying that to we, a point we're also saying that because um, I don't actually. So yeah, there's conditioned behaviours. Yes. But then there's also types of people. And, oh yeah. And so like in terms of like like if you want to go if you want to go like down the Jung path with mm-hmm. it, there's the individuation process in which you you have a natural individual though there may be others similar to you not exactly like you but you have a natural individual like persona that you're trying to like gold pan you know like you've got um you're like digging for gold and the gold bits in the gold pan are who you really are, who you naturally are, who you're yearning to try mm-hmm. to be. But it's there's other rocks and there's other sand in there and the other rocks and sand in there is, is well, in our family, we. Mm. And uh, do you know what I mean? Kind of. You know, like, well, like, 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 uh, um, like that's not real work or um, that's not a real problem or that's not a genuine interest or that's not a, that's not a solid like plan, blah, blah, mm. blah. And so um, it's almost as though when you're gold panning, when you're being uh, like conditioned, all the gold's falling out and all that's left behind is the crap that you weren't looking for. Yeah. Because you've pushed that inner being down so much. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think a lot of it is um, that, parents feel pressure to force their kids to not make any of the same mistakes that they made. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. We live in fear of that all the time. Cause that's one of the hard things is like, we know there are certain things that we know not to do mm-hmm. because we already messed up doing them. Yeah. So then we learned not to do those things. Yeah. And then we think that we're just, we can just verbalize that to our young people and be like, look, we tried this. <laughs> you, here's, here's five mistakes you're about to make. Here's why. Here, like, l- let me, let me, let me give you the ending. Let me save you. Yeah, let me save you about uh, eight chapters, and let me give you the ending. Here's why you don't do that. If you do this, that's going to happen. And a lot of the time, they do it anyway. Because mm-hmm. why would they? Why would they believe you? Exactly. Mm. Because they're just words. Mm. Words can be moved all the time. Yeah. So. There's this weird, again, like everything, there's this weird bit where like, yeah, your children's behavior is a representation of you, but who your children are is also 
not up to you. So mm-hmm. you're responsible for it and you're not responsible for it. So what do you do now? You're just setting it. Mm. You can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You're not in control. Don't mm-hmm. think you are. Mm-hmm. Don't be silly. Mm-hmm. You're not in control. You can only be in control of yourself, mm-hmm. not your children. Mm-hmm. Like you can sure influence their behaviors and keep them safe and look after them and allow them to grow and develop exactly as they are, but you can't control that. You can't control who they are and you can't control the behaviors that they copy from you and then display in combination with who they are. You can barely control who you are. Exactly. So we have so much pressure to control our children and you suffered from that a lot, the control of children. So we used to go out to the shops and you could not stand that I just let them go. I would just let them run into people. I would let them follow, wander off to other people's tables mm. because I knew eventually they would figure out that that makes other people and maybe themselves uncomfortable to run into an old lady who they almost knock over at the shops, mm. you know. And like, yeah, that that I can tell them that and I had told them that 40,000 times but they didn't, don't learn it until they do it. Mm. They, you don't learn that it's appropriate to be on time somewhere until someone's like, you're fucking an hour late. You know what? I'm really disappointed. Mm. And then that only might continue to cause you to go, maybe I actually need to be on time for things. Mm-hmm. You don't realize that you're playing a victim until you are observing yourself being the victim in something. You, mm. don't, you, don't, you don't get that pleasure and that's how we grow. It's hard because you don't know when to get involved and when not to get involved. So half of it is I just need to stand back. And then the other half of it is you don't know when you don't know when you're the person that's meant to be standing back and and letting them see it for themselves or when you're meant to be the person that's okay, so Yesterday I was talking to a friend who uh, we were talking about a bunch of stuff and then somehow we got on to talking about how someone that he used to work with about 10 years ago, he was watching some stuff that they were putting on social media and they were talking about how, I don't know if they always knew that they were or if they recently found out that they that they were, but at, 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 in any case, other people didn't know this person was autistic. And so they were putting this stuff out there saying that, you know, like just kind of like coming out as autistic, like I'm autistic, blah, 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 blah. And then my friend was saying that when he used to work with them back in the day that he doesn't, he's like, how did I miss that? How did, mm. how did I miss that? You so know? He just thought they were being difficult. Yeah. So I don't know what sort of things went on between them, but I'm guessing that there were some elements in this person's autism that maybe made them difficult to negotiate with sometimes or maybe you know like i, I don't had know. abstract views that they were like what yeah how would you get to that make up your own things but it sounded like it sounded like my friend um was saying that if he knew what he knew then maybe he wouldn't have been as frustrated with this person at times as he was and so he was saying to me like oh man like i really hope that like I would hate, I would hate to think that, I mean, I've been looking for it. I can't find it, but I would hate to think that, um, that the way I conducted myself or engaged or, um, collaborated with this person, I, I hope I didn't say things or do things that were insensitive mm. to the fact that they weren't just being difficult. They were having some sort of like cognitive issue mm. with whatever they were trying to do together. Yeah, And I was like, it made me realize that 
we put heaps of pressure on ourselves. We, we, we put heaps of pressure on ourselves around this idea that we're supposed to only have a good impact on everyone. Mm. That everybody, that every impact, every, every like Personally engagement yeah. that we have with somebody that when we leave them, we're supposed to have left it better than we found it and not, not caused any damage at all. So his right? interaction did what? What did his interact? What do you think that his interaction with this person actually might have taught this autistic person? Well, if this person sounds like they held on to the fact that they were autistic for a while, and when when my friend in the, uh, was working with this person, like it really wasn't all that long ago. I mean, I guess it was on in, in, depending on who on who you are and how old you are, but it really wasn't that long ago that like like autism and Asperger's and just like the, the ASD spectrum in general just really wasn't in the forefront of like discussion, you know, yeah. like we know so much about the different types of neurological yeah. things that people deal with now than, than we used to. Even uh, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like this would have been like, this would have been around 06, 07. And like between then and now, the, um, the, I guess, what, what is it? The, the display awareness. and the discussion and the awareness around, uh, around what we now know to be actually surprisingly common. common. Um, uh, oh, you're done. Common what? I don't know. It's just, com- it's more common. What it's are they called? It, well, diagnosis. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, sounds like this person held on to it for a, for a time, and if if this person wasn't having what may, in hindsight, be difficult interactions with people as a result of something that mm. they couldn't help, there would have been no need to then come out at some point and be like, "Hey, I just need to let you all know this is what's going on with me." And maybe that makes some things make a bit more sense for mm-hmm. you in hindsight, you know, like may, like if, if you and I yeah. had, had a falling out or whatever, or, or you were confused about the way I was conducting myself or whatever, like here's what's going on. If not for incidental, like, like ignorant, but not intentionally ignorant, these people just didn't know that that's what was going on, on with you. So they... Uh, for, lack of, for lack of a better word, <laughs> they were interacting with you under the premise that you were a normal person. Typical, yeah. And so they were putting normal expectations on you. And if, and that would have been annoying. Mm. And if it wasn't annoying, like it, like sitting in the discomfort of interacting with people that didn't realize they were interacting with somebody that wasn't just being difficult, they were having a difficult time. Mm-hmm. Sitting in that long enough caused action. Yeah. And so I was saying to him, like, don't be so don't be so quick to think that you've got to somehow within yourself or somehow find some space in you where you can go back in time and be a better person to Mm. that person. Like, like every interaction we have teaches us something. You just don't like you're not. It is unrealistic to think regardless of how honorable you are, how well you were raised, how educated you are, how many great things you've done. It is actually kind of ignorant to think that you're supposed to be a, have some positive effect on everyone. Yeah. And in fact, 
you are overlooking the opportunities that again it shouldn't be intentional we should never think that we are smart enough and 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 mighty enough to know when someone needs us to be good to them or not good to them yeah. that's over that's that's megalomaniacal um but yes, but ne- but you are never underestimate the utility in the times you were accidentally shit to somebody and how that mm. that may have not been great for them, not been comfortable for them, but maybe had been one of the pieces that they needed over time for them to actually actualize well, and yeah. individuate and, and you know what Watching I mean? my brother get smacked all the time was a good warning for me to not do anything out of line to get smacked. I won't get smacked. Watching him get that was enough. That poor interaction. Mm-hmm. Conditioning you. I need to pee really bad. So you can talk about your music dates. Good. Oh. I've got things. You've got things. I've got things, mate. Then we can talk about yoni eggs. I've got things, mate. So I've got things that I can show you. Here's here is uh, so these have been these these segments are turning into little mini uh, vlogs that I then put up on the Projected Twin channel. But here's stuff that's going on for me at the moment. I can show you. So I've been very hard at work. <coughs> work on my new album which is slated for release august 26th it is called earth meet world it is the third and final installment in my three-part earth world album trilogy and i've been singing i've been singing this week and i have been sitting on this little idea for a really long time I've had the music for this for a little bit. You might have heard bits and pieces of this uh, in previous episodes, but this is a song I have. It is the opening track of the album. It's called Bang, and it has probably one of the one of my favorite and most optimistic choruses that I've written to date. And uh, I've also found this sound in my voice that I didn't know was in there but it's in there. Goosebumps this song. Yeah. Because it's like a real, like, fucking yeah song. <laughs> so, the reason I wrote that song was I had the music floating around for a little bit, and um, it was roughly uh, probably not quite a not year this ago. Bit, but this bit. Turn it up. I just want to play little bits because I don't want people to be. I don't want people to feel like, like, yeah, I know this song. When it comes out, I want you to be like, yeah, I know this one. I know this one. But it's got, 
there's lots of little voice memos and stuff that I've been collecting. A lot of these songs I've been writing over the past eight years. So there's these little voice memos and bits that I've been collecting of my children and just random little incidental things as people grow up and change and whatever. So it's it's um it's like a book of our life. It's part of the greater concept of the Earth World stuff, but it's also this is my first photo album album. This is the first album that's actually like close to, about you. to me personally. Yeah. So like you were so busy writing albums about the external that you finally found the internal and in writing about that, which is the part that connects with people the best. Well, I didn't know you write what you know. And, um, I wrote about things that I didn't know. <laughs> um, I, I didn't, I, well, again, I didn't want to, I didn't want to look at myself, so I was writing about the world outside of me. But then yeah. this is the first one where I've been writing about myself, the world mm-hmm. the world inside of me. How does it feel to have it so close to done after all these years? It's eight years. I remember when we, eight years ago, we sat on LSD in and listened to begin in our office, in our old house. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there just being like, this album's so far away. Yeah. Like I didn't realise... It was going to be eight years. Well, I just years. didn't actually think I was ever going to finish it. I thought I was done. Yeah. I thought I was done with that. Yeah, you dropped music after that. Yeah. But anyway, that song is, um, the chorus is, we're not behind, we're right where we are, and where we are is where we should be. And it was inspired by, I was listening to, I was driving home from somewhere and a news uh, break came on the radio. Mm. And this was um, probably just after the most significant lockdown periods uh, of COVID in Australia. And the Australian Education Department were freaking out because of all of the disruption to school close downs, homeschooling, back into school, et cetera, et cetera. And they were freaking out and basically were saying that because of all this disruption, this generation is going to be further behind education wise than any other generation before them and that they are going to be permanently behind the eight ball as a result. Uh, did they know that a majority of their students are far behind their current curriculum standards? The, the curriculum, <laughs> the, yeah, the curriculum standards and the standards of education being reached has been declining Steadily. year after year. It was a it was a sinking ship before COVID hit anyway, um, which like, okay. It was a sinking ship when they were caning kids. Everybody wants to <laughs> everybody wants to blame everybody else and whatever and like yeah maybe there are some maybe there is somewhere to put that blame but the thing is is like that's 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 where it is. It's and it's, it's where we are. And um, this idea that uh, like this this idea that anyone at any age at any time is supposed to be that like like you're here and you're supposed to be there and it's like no. I'm here and I'm trying to get there and whether I get there twice as fast as you or twice as slow as you it's got nothing to do with it's you. got nothing to do yeah. with you I'm where I am and where I am right now is where I'm meant to be and that doesn't mean that I have to stay here but here is where I am and I just don't ever see any utility in making people feel like where you are right now in this moment is fucked and it's going to stay that way and you're never, ever going to catch up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm. Because we have this habit of comparing ourselves to others who have done more things than us than comparing ourselves to who we were yesterday. Bam. Mm. Dickheads. Mm-hmm. A bunch of us. How'd you go in the toilet? Did you lay any eggs? I didn't lay any eggs. You didn't lay an egg. No, and I was speed peeing too and I didn't even lay an egg. Whoa. 
Oh my god, that's what it's called, laying an egg. Laying an egg. I'm a chicken now. Why have you been laying eggs? Well, so it's come apparent to me that I don't have any pelvic floor problems. Mm-hmm. That has been established. Um, so I've been following this Instagram page called um, the Yoni Pleasure Palace, and she does sex, crystal sex toys, glass sex toys, um, yoni eggs, all of this stuff, women's sexual health, all this stuff. And she will teach you. She teach you to squirt. She would. She amazing things. Anyway, I had bought one of the the sacred squirter. I don't use it that much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should, but I don't use it that much. It's handy for getting. It's it's handy for getting rid of flies. You know, like like the 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 frogs that like mm. spit, or those fish that spit at their prey and then they knock it into the water, yeah. sort of thing. So you can do that now. Like if you if you're in the bath. And a bird flies over and you're like, I'd like to eat that bird. You can just... I can't, but that's the goal. Can't yet. Don't be nego. Mm. Can't yet. That's right. Very important they use that word in schools. Mm. Not yet. Mm. <laughs> um, but do it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, so I've, I... Also, just quickly, um, uh, schools are educating us to live in a world that no longer exists. So how how are we how how are you supposed to be catching up to a generation before you when the, the, the world is nothing like it was when that generation was was coming up? Have you seen it outside? Anyway, laying eggs. Anyway, laying eggs. Um, and so I had been seeing these yoni eggs, and I've been seeing that these women had been using them, and I was just really curious. And hmm, I really think crystals are pretty. What it, everyone knows my stance on crystals. I just mm-hmm. like them. Mm-hmm. They look pretty. Mm-hmm. There's like shiny objects. I'm like, ooh, fairy lights. Mm-hmm. As you know, we got more fairy lights mm-hmm. the other day. <laughs> we have fairy lights in almost every room of the house now. Mm-hmm. Except the toilet, laundry, and letters room. Yeah. And the hallway. In good time. Anyway, so then I was like, Dimu, can I buy some of these yoni eggs? Because I thought, why not? Okay, so yoni eggs are... Um, have been around for 5,000 years. They used to use jade eggs back in Japan or China. I'm pretty sure it's Japan. Um, and it was used for um, helping with your pelvic floor. It was used to uh, something else I think they used it for. Not same – I can't remember. doesn't matter. Then, then I guess other people were like, that sounds like a good idea. So what they claim is is that they help you strengthen your pelvic floor. So I don't know really how to go from here. They help strengthen your pelvic floor. They can also help you, yeah, like, you know, when you need a pee and you need like to you stop. Sounds like you don't know what they do. Yeah. They can also help orgasms be better because you're consciously aware of that area because something is in there. You can't feel it in there, but... Mm. It's in there and you are consciously aware that something is in there. Therefore, you have this conscious awareness of the fact that something is inside of you while you're walking around. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily feel nice or feel like anything. One of them in particular does feel nice for me. Apparently, that's got something to do with the type of crystal. Who knows? Um, So the idea is, is that your body will naturally hold on to this without you having to try if you get the right size Mm -hmm. and over time you can go down in eggs so i got the three set so you get a big one a medium one and a small one Mm -hmm. if you've had three kids you get the big one and then you start there and then you go down i am already on the small one after a week thank you everybody Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> um, and it's staying up there. So I don't have any pelvic floor issues going on because some women's will just come out. Um, and the reason that my pelvic floor is so good after all these kids is because when I was young, my mum would walk around sucking her stomach in. Mm-hmm. It was all over the TV. People suck your stomach in, magazine, suck your stomach in, right? But what sucking your stomach in does is actually, if you're in a state of tension all the time, I'm going to use your analogy. So you're walking home from the shop, but you bought too much at the shop and forgot you were walking. So you have to carry these groceries home and you're like 15 minutes from home. So you start walking and you're carrying these shopping bags and they're like, all right, at first, it's not that tense. It's pretty all right. And then eventually... Because you're just having your, your just arms hanging. are just hanging by your side like they normally would. Yeah. But your over arms time, are in the same position they normally are. Yeah. The shopping bags aren't going to pull your arms Probably off. It feels a bit tense. Yeah. feels a bit tense. Then eventually it starts to hurt a little bit. Maybe it'll ache, but then eventually it just goes numb. And you can't feel them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the idea and what this Rosie Rees says is that over time, women who have been holding in their stomachs and their pelvic floor have caused a lot of tension and numbness inside them. And I have felt this. Um, I've been a lot more. She does this thing called stop sucking it in. It's hashtag stop sucking it in. And so she's trying to empower women to stop sucking in their guts all the time because it doesn't actually help us. It actually only causes tension and numbness in our um, reproductive areas, which can cause all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. And numbness is one of them, which means women don't get to ple- have pleasure as much as they would or in the way that they could. And so her whole thing at the moment is stop sucking it in. And you would not believe how many people share stories of people being like, oh, congratulations. And they're like, I'm not fucking pregnant. I'm just not sucking it in anymore because I'm sick of feeling so tense inside. And so she's sharing that on a regular basis. You can check her out. It's the hash. It's a, she's at Yoni Pleasure Palace or Rosie yeah. Rees. Um, and so over time, you become tense and you go numb and uncomfortable. Um, and so what I have found, like I can feel inside of me more now. Like, I don't know. And who, I don't know. So I've been using them. Yeah. Got any questions? Um, so because everyone, because because sucking in your tummy has become a common thing I do it without noticing. Do, mm-hmm. Does that mean that everybody has accidentally messed up what everybody thinks a tummy looks like? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I suck, I'll, sh- I'll show you guys. I suck my stomach in and I don't, I don't need, hold this. So I'll, I'll show you guys. So this is me. Sucking my stomach in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not sucking it in. Mm-hmm. It's no fucking. It's tight. But women, even the skinny ones, are carrying around this tension because we're worried that we will look fat and someone will comment on our stomachs. And I'm like, why am I walking around tense all the time? Mm-hmm. And I get so I have a lot of tension in my body. And I always have. And I think it, it, a lot of it has to do with the trauma in my body, but it's got a lot to do with the fact that. I've not been ever allowed to have a podgy stomach. And when I was young, my stepdad mocked me once for having a pudgy belly. And I never forgot that. Mm-hmm. And I carried that mm-hmm. puppy fat with me forever. And so anytime I think about it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I am tensing again. I tense when I'm laying down. I'm doing it. And so you start doing it unconsciously. I've been doing it since I was, what, 13 years old. Yeah. 
you know? The only time I noticed it was when I was, uh, I'd be meditating and then I'd realize that like, so you know how sometimes when you do guided meditations and they're like, if you could conceive of a way that you might be even 5% more comfortable, I want you to take a moment right now to do that. I know, we're flying. Yeah, I don't care. It'll come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to do that. And then I realized that, oh, the bit of me that uh, is uncomfortable is my stomach that I'm sucking in. That I didn't even realize that I was sucking in because... You're self-conscious about it. The tummy sucking was just on autopilot. Yep. It was on an autopilot of suck. Like, how good is it when you tense your body up and then you release it? Yeah. Like, that's good momentarily, but you can't stay like this. Yeah. It's not good for you. Yeah. It hurts. It makes you angry. Would it give you stomach ulcers? Nah, probably not, but it will probably just annoy you. But, right. yeah, I think it's changed this. It's like, but, I don't know. It's just, it's just... It's just really made me more aware of myself and the my inner workings and weird like as much as I'm like some weird woo woo shit, I'm like it does make me feel more centered and more connected to my body because it, I'm doing this ritual every day where I'm popping this egg inside my body with breathing and when I have time meditative um, practice and so there's this like connection with the self that this enables that you're doing for yourself and no one else. Mm-hmm. And then you're realizing how much you're holding on to as well. Mm-hmm. It's been nice. Mm-hmm. And so what it, whatever your thoughts are on uni eggs, give them a go. You also said that it gives you better orgasms. It does. Why is it important to have a better orgasm? I just am on Isn't the eternal chase. is an orgasm chase. just an orgasm? Nah. I've had a lifetime of shit orgasms. What's a shit orgasm? So it's one that doesn't fill your whole body with glee. Right. So what does it feel? Just your butt? Just that part. Just that bit. That one bit. Just in the puss. So I, (laughs) yes. Mm. But like I have, I, as I have grown and let go of my trauma and stuff and like been engaging more in this, like my sexual being self, the more I'm noticing the disconnect I had between myself and the sexual relationship I had with myself and other people. And, um, so before sex was a purely physical thing for me um because i was abused for so long it kind of took away i disappeared like and i would do that when you and i would have sex in the first few years of our relationship halfway through i would just disappear and you could tell sometimes or um actually it was probably for the first six seven years of our relationship sometimes i just wasn't very present Mm -hmm. um and Therefore, I couldn't feel anything because I needed to be outside of my body because I was conditioned that way. And so I couldn't connect the, my brain with my body in order to have the pleasure that I felt I deserved. Mm-hmm. And so the more I've meditated, the more psychedelics I've done, the more sexual exploration I've done with you and just myself, the more I have been able to connect my mind and my body together to actually be able to experience full body pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it's important. People don't think it's important, but it really is important to have, like, we are, sexuality is energy. Sexuality is creativity. And, like, if you're engaging in good sex and having good, or or even just with yourself, good orgasms, you're connecting with yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. Not just the other person, Mm. but yourself. What do we know about orgasms? Why do we have orgasms? Well, you do it so you can get your chicks knocked up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but... Last night in your dream, you told me that you had a son out there. What? Yeah. 
There was a you've in got my a, dream. No, in my dream, oh. you had a son that we don't know about yet. And I was like, "Fuck! If this comes true, I am so cool." <laughs> if it comes true, you're so cool. I have had that. Um, I have had that. Inc- you have a 25 year old son inkling. out there. 25. That's a bit far. That's a bit far. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would have known by now. Well, may wait till you're rich, and they'll come out the woodworks. Mm. You have like six kids come out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's an orgasm for? Yeah. What's it for? What's yours for? I guess it's to make me feel like doing that again. So is that the point? Isn't that the point? Yeah. Well, initially it's to make babies. Yeah. But But you don't need to orgasm to make babies. Yeah. But you need to want to have an orgasm. In the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're sexually numbed, which a lot of women are, because you're too scared and it's too taboo to explore your sexuality then you're just going to be numb and have shitty orgasms. Mm-hmm. Lackluster, like, oh, I, I know there's more, but I can't access that. Do you think, do most people, let us know in the comments, do most people know, um, do most people have a open dialogue in their relationships about how their sex is going? Or do I most people know. have sex and they just hope they did a good job that it's going well? Because afterwards, you and I would be like, yep, uh, that was good. You could have done this better or like, no, I really liked this. Well done. High five. Yeah. Yeah. Because you and I had sex f- for about five, six years before we actually started openly talking to each other about how to get it better. Yeah. Because you have to be comfortable. Mm. You can't do it if you're not comfortable. And that's part of the problem. But there's so many stigmas and taboos around talking about sex and orgasms and pleasure and self-pleasure, especially for women. Men are allowed, boys at school are allowed to talk about jerking off all day long. But as soon as a girl did it, they're like a little slut. Uh, no, I... Amongst the other girls, yes, you were. Yeah, but I'm not saying that about girls. I'm saying about boys. It was not cool to just admit that you jerk off. That was what? not cool. No, what? it well, wasn't. they were always talking about it. Maybe not in your group then. Mm-mm. All right. Yeah. Maybe if you, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe I've got projections. Yeah. That men get to be so sexually liberated and women don't. The, the, the bravado in which I remember, like, yeah, men, uh, yeah, uh, when I was a teenager, boys and stuff talked about sexual things all the time, Mm -hmm. but they had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. And it was definitely not comfortable. It definitely wasn't, it definitely, it definitely wasn't like relaxed. It was any of the, any of the bullshit that they say to each other. It was, was to like, I I don't know. I just kind of specifically remember that, if if yeah if you did or admitted to or god forbid were suspected of or caught Mm. doing that 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 was massively embarrassing and you're you're a wanker are you a wanker oh my god that's where wanker do you jack off sort of thing like that wasn't a cool thing to admit yeah right Mm -mm. okay Mm -hmm. maybe i was in the different circles maybe yeah don't know Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I I hung out with a with a a a, a, a broad range of different types of guys. I didn't just yeah. hang out with guys like me. I hung out with guys that were not like me at all. 
And when I used to think about it, really, I was kind of socially isolated as a girl. Maybe my projections are off. You, yeah. Well, so girls, girls when girls get the bravado stuff, girls like boys will be all like try and be all like I know about I know about sex and blah 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 and mm. whatever to girls, but among, and and a little bit amongst each other. But if you ever had a good enough relate, slight even slightly good enough relationship with another guy, you would find out that. They were just as terrified of you as just as terrified as you about their ability to have sex well. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid shit. Like you have to have sex for at least seven minutes yeah, before a girl can have an orgasm. You got to have girl. F- and um, that uh, this idea that like most guys think that sex is just pump pumping pump 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 and that you have to be able to pump pump and bang away for as long as you possibly can maximum stimulation maximum friction maximum speed for as long as possible and that's how you that's how you pleasure a woman probably explains my shitty orgasms then doesn't it? well that was that was the that was what (laughs) as like young men as peers were putting onto each other that Mm -hmm. you've got to be able to bang away so it's a combination of both the poor sex education in schools and from their parents and a lack of education for women and self-pleasure and like this is the thing i saw a news article on abc.com yesterday and it was talking about students upset with sket sex education model um but conservative um some sort of conservative politicians thinks that we need to be doing more conservative sex education. But these teenagers are asking to be taught. These teenagers want to know how sex works. They want to know what pleasure is. They don't, like, for some reason we feel like kids don't want to know this information. They don't, like, not kids, but teenagers. But we, For some reason we feel like people don't want to learn stuff. Mm. Because we make it this weird structured important thing that if you don't do it and you don't get all of it, it's a bad thing. But they just want to take information in and apply it to themselves and the world around them so that they can have a bigger scope so that they can go, okay, like I've been taught this in sex education and it's not just about me and it's not just about pumping for seven minutes. Like it's it's such a complex issue. So one of the things that I have learned in our own sexual exploration of, of, uh, since we have been engaging in being open about our sex with each other is that all of the things that I thought I was going to need to be able to do in order to get you somewhere better are the exact opposite of yes. what I actually have to do. There's there actually... <laughs> It's really weird. There's actually helping you get to a better orgasm is actually way less pressure and way less physically demanding than and and, and way less um, tolerance building required, etc. Because there's this idea. Because if you think you got to you got to bang away as much as you can, you're like, well, I got to build up a sensitivity tolerance and all this sort of stuff and whatever. And then then people get get to this point where um, they you either come too quick or you can't come at all. Yeah. And then it's they both suck. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And so 
then you, then you end up having a shit orgasm or not having one at all anyway yeah. and you probably could have been doing something more pleasurable to the to 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 your your female partner anyway yeah 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 so it's about less pressure mm because you don't have well, to work don't work so hard it's about the right kind of pressure although that's just one lady yeah some ladies love the pumps mm-hmm. give me 7 minutes of pumps <laughs> Not me. Mm-hmm. I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, this is a bit, bit much. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who wants sore legs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't have sore legs after sex. You mm. want to be free and relaxed. You don't want saddle box. Mm. Saddle mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not live anymore. Nah. You're not going to fix it? No. Why not? Because. Don't you want to try? Do you know how, do you know, it's, it, do you know how entertaining it is? Like I have to do tarot readings for people. How am I going to do it without doing have, having hearts? Then we're going to go through the comments and give tarot readings to the people that have commented so far. That's, because do you know how it's just, it's a really, I'm, I'm so done with live streaming. I think it's fucking sucks, especially in this country, Australia, at least in South Australia, it just doesn't have the infrastructure necessary to make this a, no we- a weekly reality. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, oh, it's just what an entertaining episode. They spent 15 minutes trying to get their live stream All back right. up. All right, calm know. down. I get it. It sucks. Jesus. All right. Mm. All right. I'll take, so, I'll take it on the chin for you, all right? So there's that. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. Mm. Don't worry about it. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Not Australian in, internet. In, 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 uh, Labor Labor Party's NBN. You think they Liberal could figure it out? NBN, sorry. Wouldn't you be better off connecting to the net gear? They did figure it out. I I did. I I can't no because our literally just before we went live, our home internet went down, which is a brand like it's 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 brand new infrastructure. They were just doing like they're constantly doing upgrades all of the time. It's like termites are eating the cores. Yeah, and then. And then I switch over to my super fancy, like, 5G enabled, like, that's new technology again. 5G. There's 5G going through my phone right now. What? Which is supposed to be like, like, it's the speed of light. It's going at the speed of light. It's going at the speed of might work. It's going at the speed of shit down that's a the, sewage that's, that's system. That's the speed that it's going at. Yeah. It's going at the speed of it Maybe might Maybe 5G really is just giving you coronavirus then. It's Maybe. not doing anything else. Maybe. That's what it's for. Maybe. Yeah. So <gasps> it's it's terrible. Um, and maybe we should just abandon doing these live at all and just do this. And then... And then maybe like more people will watch it anyway because I think a lot of people feel like because it's live they miss out on something. Well, they're going to want to hear us finish talking about sex, all of them. So they'll be going to the YouTube and checking out the YouTubes. Don't right. forget that we've got Hey Dimmy on YouTube. Because we were just getting into some really juicy stuff, so you're going to want to have to make sure that you go through and like get well, the good bits out of it. They've already listened to it, then, aren't they? If yeah. Depends on which part of the future or the past or present that they're currently in. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about now? Well, then? What you can do mm. is, and I'm not 100% certain on what the link is, but what you can do is you can leave us voice memos on Anchor now. Oh, I wonder if anyone's left us any. 
I don't think so. Oh. I probably would have got a notification. Oh. We haven't told anybody that it's doable. Yeah, go leave us a voice message on Anchor. Forwarding, forwarding anybody to Anchor, but mm. uh, what is the link? Let me see if I can find it. Anchor for a wanker. Anchor. Why are you doing that? No, I don't want to go to Anime Lab. What? I don't want that. Uh, nice one. Thank you. Um, so on our little dashboard since we have moved to anchor which we've only been on there for a couple of weeks we've reached 120 plays wow. on anchor already and our anchor and our and our audio podcast uh unique list audience has increased to 26 so there's 26 of you that's out so good there. and look at it look at this little graph it's going up 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 hey guys but what you could do is go to view public site which is wants it wants to let they me know wouldn't. okay anchor a n c h o r dot f m forward slash hey minus or dash demo and then on that page actually i can actually show you guys what's going on here check this shit out all right back there's your link all right you go to our little hey demo page and then you just click this little message button bam Oh, nice try, but you can't send yourself a voice message. Oh. But if you click it you can out there, you can leave us a nice little voice message and I can actually add these voice messages oh my God. to the show. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm and, so excited by this. And so th- thanks to Anchor, we're currently live on Apple Podcasts. We're also live on Breaker, which is a service I never heard of, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and you also can grab our RSS feed from there as well. And on our website are all of our previous episodes. episodes. Oh my God, there's so many. Oh. So we have now, this is episode like, I think it's 142. Wow. Um, but we didn't start doing audio podcast until about 40 or so episodes in because this is our hundred and first audio episode is it? that we've uploaded. I'm pretty sure. Let's have a look. A hundred episodes. I'm pretty sure. It's I can't believe we've done that many episodes. Does it tell us how many episodes we've done? Episodes. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure it's a hundred. So we've been doing this for about two years. Yeah. Yeah, right about. That's crazy town. A ronde bunt. So committed. We've been doing it a ronde bunt two years. All right, so how... Ah. I want people to come in and ask. Here's what we should do, right? What? Because the Australian live stream stuff seems to only really want to like... It's like, you're good for an hour and then after that, anything goes, all right? Good, like, we might stay on or we, we, we might piss you off. All Are right? you still screen you can, sharing? You can get pissed off. I think we might be still screen sharing. <laughs> Let's stop the screen share. Um, so <laughs> maybe what we should do mm. is maybe we should be going live for the card readings. And for how long? So... We go live for the card readings at 11.30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we keep, we st- we're still on a schedule. We still record our podcast and stuff the same time that we always do. Mm-hmm. But the internet... I at, love how you're trying to convince me here. At now, seems to only be reliable enough to allow us to have a short period of time where we actually are allowed to broadcast. So how about I do this? Yeah, you're right. Go, 
Live card. Tarot card, please. Put tarot in there. Live tarot. Tarot got one hour or two. Just one. Tarot reading. We back. Okay. Well done. And then we click that and then we do a bit of this and we stop streaming. See see how entertaining this is? But now you've stopped streaming. Yeah, because I have to restart the stream. All right. Oh, it's a whole process tell. involved, okay? That's why I didn't want to do it because it ain't that simple. I'm sorry. It ain't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the audio listeners too who are listening to us talk about how we're going to structure our business from now on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, this you is... You get what you get and you this, don't get upset. Well, this is information that we want them to have. Yeah, this is what it's like to have your own podcast this in case you didn't know. This is relevant information. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, is it back? It's back. <sighs> well done, Australia. Did it. You know, maybe we should move to a third world country and stream from there because yeah. they have more reliable internet. Let's go to Cambodia. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Okay. So we are, we're live again. Just in time. For tarot time. For tarot time. And now we have to wait for everyone to figure out where we were and come back. Here comes a card reading. I think that song went uh, about five words too, too long. long. Anyway, and now, now we need the magic music. Are you ready for some magic music? I am. I'm ready. Well, here you go. Oh, look, it's my little inner being. Bam. That's what my logo is, yeah. yeah. That's me in the middle of the dot. Ooh, let's put you in the lamp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, Jean-Claude Van Lamp. I love my logo. All right. So we'll just wait for the people to cruise in. There's actually Bye, a really, really you. good episode recorded today if you guys want to check it out. We talked about some cool stuff. So guess what? Live stream regulars, you have an added incentive to go and watch the rest of the show now. <laughs> That's right, Brent. Yeah. Aussie internet strikes yet again. again. Yeah, it likes so to do that. Put your hearts in. Please share this stream now, since it's the tarot card one. Share it in your groups with your friends. Let's get them a tarot reading because mm-hmm. they like it. You like it. I like it. We all like it. All right. I did a bunch of readings last week, which was great. Yeah. Yeah. Hearts in the comments to get your reading. But before we do that, all of our listeners, whether you're listening live or whether you're listening to us in audio form or watching us on YouTube, man, we everywhere. All right. We've talked about splitting a crowd. Yeah. (laughs) We really are. All right. Heart heart emoji in the chat if you would like to have a card reading. But here is one for you if you're like there is no live chat this isn't live what do i do all you gotta do is listen to this because this is a reading for you this is a reading for you so this is about i'm doing one about what we need to know and what we're gonna how how we're gonna go forward with this Mm -hmm. so this is the hero card it's all about your inner passions your desires the things that drive you why are you doing them 
You need to make sure that you're being the hero, not only for others, but also for yourself. And this goes along with the theme that we're talking about a lot today, I think. Um, sometimes we play the hero in other people's stories and that, that means that we actually bend our boundaries a lot of the time and allow other people to put the, push them out because we want to be the hero. We want to be the good person in someone's life. Like we want to be that positive influence. Mm. But you don't need to be that for everyone if it's going to put you out. Do not give other people your energy that do not deserve your energy. So if you are playing the if hero... If you're being genuine, you don't have a say in how that goes down for someone else. That's right. Yeah. Your intentions, if you have good intentions, you'll be right. But essentially, if you have been doing things and being the martyr, if you are being the hero in someone else's story, you need to stop and consider why you're doing it. It's not good for you to be the hero all the time. It, sometimes you need to be rescued by the hero. Sometimes you need to take a step back and be rescued by the hero. Mm -hmm. And that's not always going to feel good. So what do we do about that? Well, we got this guy. I know you guys can't see him, but he's this dude and he's white and glorious and he's when I say white, he's luminescent. He's got white hair and his third eye is all purpley. And in his hands, he's got he's got both his hands out. And in each hand, he has two swords that are the exact same as each other. One of the swords is facing upwards. And on the other hand, the other sword is facing downwards. And he's bleeding from this, the point of the sword in his hand. And he's also chained. So... This is kind of talking about the balance of like the hero. Why are you being the hero in someone else's story and how can you be the hero in yours? It's going to hurt being, being your own hero. You have to face your own bullshit when you want to be your own hero. I was my own hero yesterday when I went for a run down a hill. That's being your own hero in your own story, like overcoming the little things that you didn't think you could, you know? And so it's going to hurt and it's going to make you bleed sometimes but it's also not always going to hurt mm -hmm. it's always it, there's there's it's balance there's always balance so figure, make sure you're playing the hero for not only yourself but for others but also for yourself mm -hmm. and if you're not doing that you need to think about why you're not doing it why aren't you facing yourself and playing your own hero mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. all right all right. So, uh, 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 Dimu, um, apparently, uh, apparently, uh, you do, um, you do these like really cool, extensive twelve-month readings, hey? Yeah, I do. Um, like if I, uh, just like asking for a friend, like not me, just asking for a friend, like <laughs> if if I like say I wanted you to do that for me, yeah, what would I need to do? Oh, wow. Gregory, I can, you can contact me on any of my social media platforms. Oh, what are they? Well, my Instagram one How is, do you, how would you like to be contacted? I like being contacted by Instagram. Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Instagram is one of my favorite platforms. Mm -hmm. So you can contact me there, Antonika.Muscaria. Mm -hmm. Just, just kind of randomly write what you think my name is spelt like in the Google and it'll come up. Mm -hmm. I'm everywhere. The kids Google me all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you all over the internet? And I'm like, you just be thankful that's not because I'm nude. <laughs> um, yep, so you can contact me there and let me know that you're keen. I'll send you a little info pack and then you pick which reading you would like and then you pay me mm -hmm. and then I do it. Mm -hmm. And I send it to you via email or if it's live and you want to have a live reading, you can have that too. Mm. But I have a price list and I've got information about what's entails and what you need to do and how, what to expect. That sounds difficult. Is it difficult? Nah, 
It's not difficult. It's not? Mm -mm. It's pretty easy? It's really easy. Ah. Yep. Sometimes you don't even have to talk to me if you don't want to. I can pre-record them. They're just ah, as helpful. Okay. So if you're someone who suffers from social anxiety and feeling really wanting guidance, but you're feeling uncomfortable about having to face FaceTime someone or face-to-face -face discuss that with me or talk about anything with me, you don't have to. I can pre-record it and you'll get the same experience right. from that. You just won't be able to ask questions live, but you can always ask questions later. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Cool. But there's a website coming. Is there? Yeah. What will you be able to do on that? Book it. Right. You'll be able to book it right then and there. I see. Mm -hmm. Well, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, I suppose. Okay. Well, I've got Brandon's card here. Okay. Brandon, I'm glad to see this card pop up for you because I feel like you've been doing a lot of little bits and pieces that I've been telling you to. <laughs> yeah. But you've gotten the big boy card now. This is the big boy card. This is about, is it, your cards are a lot about your passions and following what lights you up and like focusing on your work and following that. This card is about you doing, so can you hold that closer to you, Brandon, for me? See, it's a little, he's a guy, young guy, and he's got one of those like sticks with the bag on the back. Well, he's like leaving home. He's going on a journey. He has the same color hair as Brandon. Mm, kind of looks like Brandon. So this is, this is about you but also your like your focus. So wherever you're putting your focus right now is going to take you on a journey and it's really important for you to follow that path because wherever that path is taking you is exactly where you need to be right now. So do not second guess the opportunity that pops up for you or the opportunity you've already created. Just throw yourself into it if that's what you love because it's going to take you on a journey which helps you grow up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not saying you're immature, but we've all got growing up to do. Mm -hmm. Hey. Aye. All right. No that was real. informative, Brandon. <laughs> it was. Yeah. I like it. Up next, we have Narelle. All right, Narelle. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So, just doing one card reading? Yeah, I'm just doing one card reading. One card reading. Yeah. Yeah. Any more, and you have to pay me $70,000. Whoa, that's a lot. No, it's not that much. I guess. <laughs> okay. Narelle, you are going through a some 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 changing and some areas of perhaps instability within your inner being. Can you hold that up closer for so I had to see? So you're feeling very torn at the moment. Perhaps you're feeling torn between just spending time getting yourself good and dedicating yourself to all of the things that mums and women are supposed to do. You're feeling very torn in between that. In not not necessarily physically, but in your psyche, you're feeling really like pulled towards one thing, but being told another. You got the Natalie and Brulias. Yes. Yep. Um, this is a very powerful card, though. So despite the fact that you're feeling torn in these things, you have a choice. You get to make the choice about what you do next and making a choice, any choice. It doesn't matter if it's not the right one right now. Like maybe you make a choice and you realize in a week's time that was the wrong choice. You can always go back and remake your choice. Um, that is the beauty of the existence that we have. Making that choice, however, will cl help clarify some of your mind and allow a little bit of a release. Eight. <laughs> so just try let try try less to find an answer and just make a choice. Mm -hmm. Just make a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. People get frustrated when I pull choice cards for them. But I'm always like, no, this is good. 
This yes. means any choice you make is going to fall, take you down a path, and regardless of whatever is at the end of that path, you're going to learn from it. I felt that way when I get those cards, and I think what I put it down to now is that um, I'm like, oh, don't give me control of my life. <laughs> I don't want that. Don't give me control of it. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. What do you mean it's up to me? Yeah, it's always been up to you, man. Yeah, because it is easier just to be told what to do. That's why I used to like working in supermarkets. Didn't have to think for myself. They just tell me, put these cigarettes here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scan this. Yeah. No no responsibility. Mm-hmm. Lick this. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I think that was in my uh, porn. Up next, we have Rebecca Wills. Oh, hey, Rebecca Wills. Are you a newie? Rebecca says, may I have a reading, please? You can. Yes, you may. You sure can. Mm. You get two. Huh. All right. I like this card. Even though it's so hostile. Huh. <laughs> it is. Look at it. Oh, yeah. You can show them that one. That's so. This is a, this is a diagram. <laughs> fire for fire. This is a diagram of teenage boys being like, "Nah, you got to pump for at least seven minutes before she can have an orgasm. If you can't pump away for seven minutes, he's like, "Yeah, you do it like this. Yeah, wow. like like that. Yeah, like this." This is not Rebecca's reading. That's just Sean's interpretation. Yeah, I'll give you one when he hands it back. Okay, so there's some conflict and maybe within that conflict going on for you, they might feel it might feel rather tense and aggressive. Um, perhaps this is around your work or passions um, rather than your home life and um, the way you feel about yourself. This has got to do with your work, your, yeah, your passionate things or something that you want to follow sort of thing. But there's some conflict there um, and maybe you're struggling with that conflict because... Maybe you want both things, but you can't because you've got to make choice. Mm. However, the uh, following card that you got, I did two for you because two came out. Maybe you can have both things. You just got to pick which one you're going to do first. That's right. So you can have it all, but you've got a long time to have it all. Mm. All right. So pick the one that lights you up the most. Mm-hmm. Um, resolve that conflict in yourself and be like, okay, sit down. What do I actually want? Write a pros and cons list. Like just re- meditate on it. Figure out what lights you up more. If there are two of them, one of them's going to make you more excited. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So perhaps this has got to do with a job or a, a new new work. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing that, <laughs> you're experiencing both sides. So this is the same card as Narelle had. Um, but however, for you, this is a different meaning. So you've got to embrace the both, the both of the sides. Oh, it's kind of the same. But... <laughs> Regardless of what choice you make in this card, it's good and bad. No matter what choice we make in life, there are always going to be negatives and there's always going to be positives. There's always pros. There's always cons. You can never have not any of either. Um, And knowing that sometimes can allow us to feel the release Mm -hmm. that this lady is experiencing from her higher consciousness. So she's experiencing the dualities of life and the discomforts of the light and the dark, but she's also sort of like, okay, now this is a thing that I can do. This is, I can deal with this and it's actually going to make me stronger. She looks a lot like Hugh Jackman's wife. She does actually. Mm. She really does. Hugh Jackman's wife is not her name, but look, she just (laughs) hasn't been in as many movies as Hugh Jackman and I don't know her name. Deborah. Deborah. Not I know Jackman. Deborah Jackman. Deborah Jackman. I don't know. She probably, probably didn't not. take his last name. I don't think it probably is. Probably not. But yeah, 
G'day, Kalana. We're good. Kalana likes my shirt. Yeah. All right. Who's up next? Up next was is it, EJ. Was there definitely no Barrier. one above the EJ where she did the celebrations? Yeah, mate. No. Okay, good. All right, EJ. EJ says, I have sinusitis. Oh, no. I'm sucky. So I'm sucky yet good. Oh dear, that's I've never had that. Mm. I've will never had sinus this, problems. Will, it, will this be in your cards? Will your cards reflect this? No, she got two as well. A double. Mm. Oh mate. Okay, these are inverted. Cards. So these are all freebies. about your inner world, EJ. Interesting. Okay, have you been going down some rabbit holes lately? You're seeking some knowledge on a topic at the moment. I'm interested if you want to share in the comments what your current rabbit hole is. I would be interested. And I'm wondering how this rabbit hole that you've been going down of knowledge in whatever area it is, probably about yourself and your inner workings and your psyche, I'd be really interested into what parts of those you're letting go. Um, because this is kind of... The reason I'm saying I'm interested in the parts you're already letting go is because I know that you're probably already doing this and this is why these are popping up. So... This is some inner work that you're doing and discovering new things about what's going on inside for you. But some of those are you're having to let them go. This is the loss card. However, with the loss card, it's, it's about loss of relationship with self um, and instability. But you also may notice, I don't know if you can see from there, there are beams of light coming in through the ocean, um, the surface of the ocean and shining onto her. So with loss comes sort of a rebuilding of ourselves. And so with this new knowledge that you're discovering about yourself, there are elements of loss and having to let go of a bit of identity that perhaps you clung on to more. Um, but you know as well as I do, it ain't all bad. Because there's always signs of light. <laughs> You're looking into my eyes today. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, I'm in a really weird headspace. Are you? Yeah. What do you need? I think I... I don't know. <laughs> Give me a card. Um, all right. Card Let's do me. a card reading for you. I think you. I need a card reading. I need some... You weren't listening to my card readings insight. for a while there. No, I haven't really... He doesn't listen to my card readings. It's not that I don't listen. <laughs> just... You don't care. I... Well, I don't always not care. I don't... I, have, I just... For a little... I just didn't want to know for a little while. Didn't want to know. Just be grateful, you ungrateful bastard. This is about, yeah. Yeah, so this is about fulfillment. You're drinking from the lotus. The lotus, the lotus flower is open. It's sitting in a bowl and you're just, you just, you just got to drink from it, man. Mm -hmm. That's what this card is about. Okay. Mm. Are you not being grateful? How do I integrate this? Hold this. Integrate it for me. And it's also got two cats. Integrate it. No, you're supposed to hold that. Oh. It's harder for me to do readings for you because you like stare at me and it's like so much pressure. That's because I'm listening. That's, 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 <laughs> I'm paying attention. I can't win. Mm. How do you integrate this? Mm. Meditation. Mm -hmm. Looking after yourself. Doing some chakras work and sitting in nature. Yeah. That one's all about connecting with nature and connecting with the self. Mm. You've been doing a lot of this. This is more confirmations for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do anything right now. That's, I think, true. Yep. Yeah. Today, 
just take it as it comes. I think, yeah. Yeah. Like, we always feel like we're supposed to be doing something about the way that we feel, but we don't. You just got to sit in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel calm. You feel you said you feel in a weird headspace, but you don't feel in a weird headspace. You just feel absent of anxiety and stress. Yes. I'm, yeah, it's that's why I feel weird, because... I feel I feel agitated without feeling physically agitated. I feel like um You're agitated? Yeah. What are you agitated with? Just am. It's just the state that I'm in. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just agitated. Oh agitated? Yeah, I think so. With yourself or the no, outer world? Nothing. It's it's not it's not pointed at anything. I think mm. I think I'm tired. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I think I Adam. I think I f- I I think I feel on the one half that like um I just want to like get out there and just get back into it because I've been really busy. Yeah, but you've been really proactive. But you also got to do But I actually dishes. just think I can't do that today. No. Yeah. Not supposed to. And so I'm having an argument with myself about that. I'm having an argument with myself where it's like part part of me is going like, just slow down. All right. You go so fast because I always feel like I'm trying to catch up. I'm going to make all this stuff and just like, I've just got to be, I just got to be out there all the time, visible all the time. And I love it. I love it. Um, But I think... I'm just supposed to slow down today, but I won't let myself. Does that mean you're coming to the climbing tree? No. (laughs) 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 All right, I did a reading for Adam. Adam, my friend, I got the maiden card for you. Mm -hmm. The maiden card generally talks about like a, a a perhaps a young woman in your life that has an essence of playfulness and youthfulness perhaps this is going to be a new friend that you make or a new interest of yours something to do there's two so it's you and this girl maiden she's the maiden show him so he can see what she looks like just in case he sees her out so this is all about like youthful femininity um this could also be all about you adam and embracing some of your own youthful feminine side um i feel like that's something that you're probably actively work towards anyway because you you you're quite balanced in that um so either on the lookout for somebody who might come into your life that's going to provide that youthful fun that you've been seeking that i know that i think you need um she's coming for you man but She's going to teach you some stuff, some knowledge. This is the knowledge card because I was like, all right, well, what about this maiden? What's she going to do? She's going to, she's got knowledge. She knows something that you don't know and you want to know it. I'll be interested to see how that unfolds today. Are you going to work today? Maybe you're your work friends. Monday's off. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Anyway, if you would like a card reading, you've got one minute to get it in. Put a love One min. I thoroughly enjoyed reading for everyone today. It felt clear and well concise. Yes. My head is a lot clearer lately. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Thank you. It's good to know what you're doing. I know. I feel so confident. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would have thought Neeks feels confident? 
But here I am. Murha, murha, murha. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. This is our podcast. This was our podcast. We do it. Watch it on YouTube, Spotify, all those other ones. Hey, Dimu. A dot com. Well, don't go to that website. It's very un. It's, it's under construction. Go to heydimu.com and just laugh. Just laugh just at my old work. Just go and like, okay. <laughs> I know. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. God damn. And then send us a voice memo on Anchor. Yeah. Anchor.fm forward slash hey minus I, I actually want to do something with the Anchor voice memo. I want people to send in their questions for their tarot. Yes. You want a tarot reading? Send me in, a, in your focus. Where's your focus so that I can aim my cards towards your focus? Elaborate. Leave it anonymously. Don't even have to say your name. Sounds good. But just make sure you tune in so you can hear the answer. Yeah, man. I. All right. Oh, look, it got interrupted. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Bye, guys. I'm at Projector Twin on Instagram. She's at Antonika.Muscaria. We will see you guys during the week, probably on there. If you if you need us, we'll be floating around Instagram and uh, and on, on, on the Ferber, on the Facebook. We'll see you guys in the next one. Here's a little bit of music that I haven't released. Oh, cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>